Hi, welcome to 360 Degree Wisdom. 360 Degree Wisdom is my podcast series where I share principles from the Bible which can be applied to your everyday life, your finances, your business, your relationships with people around you, your job, and even your work with God. And today I'm so excited to be doing this series because this episode is the beginning of a series which is very, very apt, which is timely and It's something I believe can bless someone's life, especially in a time like this. The title of this series is what I call How to Respond to Disappointments and Setbacks in Life. In a time like this where the COVID-19 pandemic has disrupted the world, has changed economies of nations, and you see that a lot of people have lost their businesses, a lot of people have lost their jobs, and businesses are shutting down everywhere. You can imagine the situation in which a lot of people find themselves. A lot of people are hurting right now. A lot of people feel like their lives are on a standstill. But then the question we should always ask ourselves is, what does the Bible have to say about situations like this? How does God expect us to respond in times like this? That's the reason why I'm doing this series. The first episode of this series on responding to disappointments and setbacks in life is what I call rejoice no matter what. Rejoice no matter what. It's very important for us to understand how to respond to these setbacks in life. And the first response is to rejoice. Right now, I want to take you through a very short passage of the scripture, which I believe is very apt for this episode and that's from the book of Habakkuk chapter 3 verses 17 to 19. The Bible says that although the fig tree should not blossom, neither should fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stall. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength, and he will make my feet like the hind's feet, and he will make me to walk upon my high places. This is a man who is responding to a difficult time. It's a moment of droughts. There is no productivity. There is no fruitfulness. And you can imagine that he must have labored so much to expect a harvest. And at the point when he should gather his harvest, he's seeing that there is no harvest at all. So how should he respond to it? You could see from verses 18. The Bible says there that, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Yet I will joy in the God of my salvation. So he made up his mind to rejoice, irrespective of the current situation that he finds himself in. And of course, a lot of people are in this situation. Some people have invested some money in one business or the other. Some people are trying to grow a business which will be a legacy they would leave behind for their children and their children's children. Some people have invested so much time in helping other people grow their businesses as employees. And all of a sudden, because of the economic downtime, companies are downsizing. Some companies are folding up and... The emotional trauma that this gives to people is very, very hard. These are hard times. But however, we must understand that God has explained in the scripture how we ought to deal with situations like this. So the first thing I want to say straight up is that our prevailing circumstances do not determine the outcomes we get in life. So for example, you may be in a deep financial mess. Now I want you to understand that that situation really does not determine your outcome. What determines the outcome at the end of the day, the result you get at the end of the day is your prevailing disposition. Your disposition is what determines the outcome. Of course, you must understand the Bible says surely there is an end and it is the expectation of the just that will not be cut short. So you must understand that no situation is permanent and any situation you find yourself 
It is your response, your disposition, your attitude towards that situation is what determines the outcome of every situation. That's the first thing you must understand. You must understand that the result you will get at the end of the day, the transformation that you're expecting at the end of the day is dependent on your disposition. And that's why this episode is very, very apt for this time. And the second thing I want to also say at this point is this. Our response to unpleasant situations must be a response of joy. Now, somebody will be asking me, I'm experiencing tough times right now, and you're telling me to rejoice. Why should I rejoice? Why should I rejoice? Have I won a lottery? You know, things are hard for me. I can't pay my children's school fees. I can't even feed my family. I can't even do the things I want to do because I don't have access to money. And then you're telling me to rejoice. Yes, rejoice. There are certain reasons why you should rejoice. And the first thing I want you to understand and to know right now, which is a major reason why you should rejoice, is because joy is your strength. Your joy is your strength. The Bible says in the book of Nehemiah that the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So a response of joy gives you boldness and it gives you courage to think to press on, unlike when you respond in fear or hopelessness. Now, this is very, very important. Very, very important. The reason why you should rejoice is that when you rejoice, it has a psychological impact on you. Now, a response of joy keeps you motivated. A response of joy gives you courage and boldness. Now, if you're not rejoicing, then it means that you're hopeless. And a hopeless situation is an explanation of a situation where there is no way out for you. So when people get themselves in a place of despair, in a place of hopelessness, what that does to their mind is that it puts them in a, in a situation where they can't think. So they feel like, oh, I'm in this situation. I just lost my job. Then I'm finished. Now, the moment you think like this, the moment you talk like this, it means that you're going down and then there's no way out for you. You can't come out of it. But when you rejoice, when you choose rather to rejoice in your heart, when you choose rather to be happy and joyful, what that does to you psychologically is to put you above the situation that you are going through. Joy always puts you above. And so when you feel hopeless, you lose ideas, you lose motivation, you lose creativity. But when you choose to rejoice, the, joy, the rejoicing of your heart sets your mind in a situation or in a position where you think that no matter what has happened to me, I'm coming out of this. And so that's the reason why you rejoice. You rejoice because you know that the end of this situation is going to turn out for your good. And so what that does to you is that it helps you to think. It helps you to innovate. It helps you to be creative. You must have heard of cases of people who committed suicide because of some financial setback or the other. Some of these people were probably billionaires or multimillionaires. And because of one financial crisis, they decided to commit suicide. You're wondering how come a rich man who had just one setback got himself to this point. Now, the reason why he got himself to the point of suicide is simply because he lost hope in life. He lost hope of recovery. He had it in his mind that there is no way out for him. He's going down and he can never rise again. And so life for him has come to an end. But I'm here to tell you that no matter what you're going through right now, life has not come to an end. There is always a way out. And so the first thing you should do is just lift up your hands to the Lord and rejoice. Celebrate God because God is going to make a way for you. That's very, very important. So you may be asking, you may be asking me now, so what should I do right now? It's just simple. Just go into your closets and just lift up your hands and worship God and say, Father, I thank you because I know that all things work together for my good. It doesn't matter what my situation is right now. I choose rather to rejoice. You should. That's something you should tell yourself. I choose rather to rejoice. The Bible says rejoice in the Lord always. The Bible never told us rejoice when all things are good and be sorrowful when all things are bad. 
The Bible says rejoice in the Lord always, both in good times and in bad times. That's a response for you. And you must understand the implication of this response is that it has a psychological effect on you that helps you to want to work out things from wherever you are to your desired position. So another thing I want to say right now is this. You rejoice because you understand that God is your source and your rejoicing changes your focus from your situation to God, who is your source and your sustainer. A lot of people find themselves downcasted and in despair simply because they think that the source of their sustenance is their job, the source of their sustenance is the economy of the nation where they live in, or the source of their sustenance is their clients or their business or what have you. Now, one of the things I want you to understand is this. A man who experiences a setback in life will always rejoice when he knows that his source is sustainer, the lifter up of his head is God and not the things he sees around him. The Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, it says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but on the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Now, no matter what happens to you in life, that's that's a scripture that should that should rest in your consciousness. The things you see around are temporary. So your present situation is temporary. Your present situation is not permanent, but one thing is permanent. The permanent things, the constant things are the things you cannot see. For example, God. You can't see God, but you believe in him. God is constant and God is your source. When you have it in your mind, when you have a shift in your mind, knowing that God is your source, it changes everything for you. So you're not downcasted. You're not hopeless. You're not in despair. You're not afraid of your future because you understand that as long as God is on the throne and God never changes and God is not affected by the prevailing situation you find yourself in, then you know that your future is secure. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what point you are. You may be on ground zero. God is God. And as long as God is God, he can take you from ground zero and place you in your high places. That is one thing you must understand. So when you know that God is your source, even when the economy of your nation is crashing, you're not bothered. Even when your company is downsizing, you're not bothered because you know that God will take care of you. And that's one thing I want you to learn from today's podcast. When you take a look at the book of Habakkuk we read earlier, even though there was no harvest for him. His response was phenomenal. He said he said to himself, I will rejoice in the Lord and I will join the God of my salvation. The reason why he was able to say that he would rejoice is because the Lord is a strength. And he says, he will make my feet like the hind's feet. So he had a consciousness of God's ability in his life, irrespective of his situation. That's something that we must take with us today. So God is not limited by our limitations. God is not limited by the limitations of this world. The COVID-19 pandemic does not limit the ability of God, does not limit what God is able to do. God is able to do what he's going to do, irrespective of the pandemic, whether there is recession, whether there is downtime, no matter the situation, God is able to do what he is going to do. So you must understand that God is not limited. God operates in a realm that is above the elements and the systems of this world. Is above every downtime you may be going through right now. And the consciousness of this truth is what will cause you to rejoice. So the reason why you will rejoice is because you understand that the Lord is your source. And then because God is your source, God is not limited. And another thing I want you to understand right now is that God's purpose for you is not limited or restricted to the limitations of this world. So I'm sure that at the beginning of this year, a lot of people set resolutions, a lot of people set goals for the year. And of course, the pandemic has altered a lot of things in the lives of people. But you must understand something that even though the pandemic has changed or altered certain plans that you have, the pandemic has not altered God's plan for your life. 
So I may, I don't know who I'm talking to right now. It's possible that you're probably having financial challenges. You must understand that in the midst of these financial challenges, God's purpose for your life remains the same. Not the economy of your nation, not your job, not your employer, not your clients can affect God's purpose for your life. Of course, the Bible says that I know my thought, the thoughts I have towards you. They are thoughts of peace thoughts of good and not of evil to give you a hope and a future. So God's thoughts towards you are excellent thoughts. And then the actualization of God's thought towards you is not limited to the elements of this world. God's purpose for you is above whatever challenges you may be going through right now. And that's something that I want you to take note of. Now, another thing I would say at this point is that whereas God is not limited, it is very possible for you to limit God. And you limit God by your response to God and your situation. So right now we're experiencing a pandemic and a lot of things have changed. You must understand something that in the midst of that situation, God is able to make you rise. However, the ability of God is limited to your response. If God wants to make you rise above this situation and you are responding in despair and hopelessness, there is nothing God is going, there's nothing God will be able to do about that situation. Understand that you are an agent in the actualization of your miracle. Now, God will not do anything in your life without establishing a partnership with you. Every of the miracles that God did in the Bible, they were human agents connected to that miracles. So you are an agent of the supernatural. You are an agent for the miracle. And so God is expecting or God is waiting on you to respond the way he expects you to respond. Now, if you will not respond in joy, I, I can guarantee you that you, it may be tough for you to come out of whatever quagmire you find yourself in. Take a look at David, for example. David went to battle. By the time he, he finished with the battle and he came back to his camp, he realizes that his wives and the wives of his men and all their foods and their, everything they had in their camp had been cut away with. And so that was a very, very tough time for David. The Bible says that his men wept till they did not have strength to weep again. And what did David do? David encouraged himself in the Lord. Now, David encouraging himself in the Lord was not just self-motivation. I'm sure that David must have lifted up his hands to rejoice that, Father, I thank you. It doesn't matter what has happened. I give you praise. And you would notice something, that it was in the place of encouragement that David was able to find an answer. It was in the place of encouragement that David inquired of the Lord and the Lord told him what to do. This particular series or this particular episode is so important in transforming your life for good. It's so important in turning every downtime to an uptime in your life. Now, every situation has an end. You often see the Bible say, and it came to pass. Every situation will come to pass. So no prevailing situation remains the same forever. However, you must understand that you determine the change and the outcome of every situation you go through in life. A popular saying goes that life is 10% of what happens to us and 90% of how we respond to it. The result you get in life is determined by your response. Life is 10% of what happens to us. What this means is that it's really not about what we face in life. It's more about how we respond to it. So whatever you're going through, whether it's, a, whether it's a blissful moment, whether it's a time of harvest, whether it's a time of drought, whether it's a seed time, whether it's a planting time, whether it's a downtime, irrespective of the description of the situation you are in, what is most important is how you respond to it. That's what gives you the result that you expect. So surely 
there is an end. But the expectation of the just shall not be cut short. Surely, whatever situation you're going through will come to an end. But it is your response that determines the result you get at the end of the day. So if you would respond in joy, if you would lift up your hands to rejoice, you get motivation. And when you get motivation, there is creativity for you. There is a courage for you to press on and find a way out of it. I would leave you with this action point. Evaluate your consciousness. What is the basis of your consciousness? What drives your reality? Why do you feel hopeless? Why do you feel sad? Why do you feel downtrodden? Where does your source lie? How conscious of God are you as your source? Now, you must ask yourself these questions. Is your hope based on your economy? Is your hope based on your job? Is your hope based on your business plan? Or your hope is based on God? These are questions you need to find, you need to ask yourself. And you need to also develop a consciousness of God's love. Because God loves you. And irrespective of the situation you find yourself in, God is able to make a way out for you. So it's at this point I will draw the curtain. I believe that you've learned a lot of things from this episode. And I want to encourage you to stay tuned for the remaining episodes of this series and subsequent series that I will be bringing up to you. So I want to leave you with this final word. Rejoice no matter what. Encourage yourself in the Lord like David did. And I want to assure you that in no time you're rising above this situation. Thank you very much for listening. Do not forget to follow this podcast and my other social media platforms. God bless you and have a great day. Bye. salvation is love and